And we are back on 99 Pod, and it's time to move on to the next topic that we have here on today's show, moving back to the NBA. Are the Cavaliers, not to be so Cavalier, but are the Cavaliers the most underrated team in the NBA? And Zay, I want to highlight you right now first because you wasn't high. You was the only one on this show that was not high on the Cleveland Cavaliers on the show this year. Now, Claire, it's early, very early. But what you've seen thus far, are they the most underrated team in the NBA? And if not, who is? Um, so I don't believe the Cavaliers are the most underrated team in the NBA. Um, just because it's still early in the season, but I also don't believe that the players, the teams that they played were very um comp worthy. You know, we talk about outside of the Boston Celtics thriller that just happened the other night. You know, they played the Wizards, they played the Bulls, they played the Magics, they played the Hawks. I mean, they played the Magics, um, you know, and, you know, it, it, it looks impressive. It's cool, but it's not it's not as impressive as the team I'm about to announce, which is the Toronto Raptors. This team, Toronto Raptors, has dismantled teams left or right. They actually gave it to the um, Cavaliers when they beat them during the season. You know, that was, I think, believe the only loss accrued from the Cavaliers is against the Toronto Raptors. And I told people this before the season started. The Toronto Raptors is the team that is going to shock the world in the NBA because of how gritty they play. They're a defensive team. They have guys who can score 20 and also lock up a guy and make sure you're not scoring 20 on the other side of, of the court. They have um, um centers that are able to shoot the ball and be versatile. They can move around the perimeter and defend. They can play, defend their paint. They can defend, you know, shoot threes. They could drop into the paint. They do a lot of different things. So, um, you know, the Toronto Raptors team, for me, is the most underrated team because te people had them outside of the playoffs. They had them in the play-in tournament, potentially, and I didn't see that. I saw them as the top six team in the Eastern Conference. No matter who's hurt, there's always a guy on that bench willing to show their worth and show their their um, their strengths. You know, Gary Trent Jr. has revitalized his career, essentially, on the Toronto Raptors team because he's turning into that 3 and D guy, the guy who's actually playing the lockup defense and also hitting those threes five, six, seven in a game. So that's a that, um, big thing. You know, everyone has the green light on this team. There's not a person on this team shy to score the basket. Nobody is deferring and saying, I can't score the basketball. There's not a bunch of Ben Simmons on his court who could just run into the paint and just dish it off even though you got an open dunk. That's not what this team does. They're gritty, they're aggressive, and they're going after every um thing from steals to blocks to layups to threes. They're doing it all. So I think, for me, the Toronto Raptors are the most underrated team in the NBA. Mm, mm. I'm, I'm going to disagree with Zay. Um, I think they are a good team. They play well on both sides. They Their defense is scary, and they play good as a committee. But the thing about the Cavaliers that I like about them is that they have a finisher that somebody in the playoffs could win a game. You know what I'm saying? Go off on the fourth quarter and take a game-winning shot without no fear in his eyes. And Donovan Mitchell. Now, I would say this. When you look at that game against the Celtics, that backcourt matched the backcourt of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I believe Tatum and Brown, they had 56 points, and Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell matched that with 54. Now, the thing that Donovan Mitchell was making his run on Cleveland so impressive is the fact that when you reflect back on the Jazz, where he actually, the game was actually easier for him in the sense that they had three shooters on the floor that averaged almost over 40% on the floor, which made defenses have to pay homage to the arc, allowing him to drop to the basket and penetrate the paint with easy looks and blow by defenders. When you look at what he's doing right now in Cleveland, what's impressive about that is that they have two non-shooters on the floor in Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. 
And the fact that he's still able to get by defenders with ease, it's impressive. And I think now that you have Darius Garland coming back, now the game is easier and now you have a one-two punch. And now when you look at the roster, you talk about guys like Karis LeVert, although he's highly inefficient, he'll have to take a lot of shots to make a lot of shots. He'll have his moments where he'll give you 40 like he did a couple games ago. Right? He'll have his moments where he can go off like we saw in the bubble on Brooklyn. We saw what he did against the Celtics on the Nets where he dropped like 50 points. So he have his moments where you could trust him with the ball in his hands. So I think they just have a little bit more star power for me. And I believe, although you can play well and win as a team and actually have success, you need the superstars. You need a guy that can get you a bucket when you need it late in games. And that's why, and I'm going to end here, when it comes to my Knicks, anytime I talk about the Cavaliers and Donovan Mitchell, my heart always drops because it's like, I understood that Danny Ainge tried to rob us, okay? And because he couldn't rob us, he dissed us. Even though we had more to offer, he penalized us for having more to offer because we wouldn't let him rob us voluntarily. We should have paid the price for Donovan Mitchell, and it's reflective on how we look in New York and how the Cleveland Cavaliers look right now, and that's why they are the most underrated team, in my honest opinion. Man, I think both of y'all make great arguments. Um, <clears throat> but I, I'm agreeing with you, Cuzzo. Um, the reason why I'm agreeing is a little different, though. I don't think people, although we know he's a star, people don't really believe in Donovan Mitchell as a person that can lead a team to a championship, right? Is he that guy? We don't know if he's that guy. So that's where the under, and he's out to prove he's that guy because that's what it's really all about, right? Not that they're going to win a championship, but he's trying to say that I am that guy. I can lead a team in the playoffs and win a championship. Utah, they have the best record in the league, I think two years in a row, and they just amount to nothing. They lose home court advantage in the playoffs. They keep losing. It ain't there, right? So when he comes over here to the East Coast, yeah, people are undervalue how really good he is. So that thing that makes the whole Cleveland Cavaliers underrated because I think Donovan Mitchell is undervalued, right? You're right. The Knicks should have got him. He, he's really that. To me, he's that good. I think he can be that guy. I think he is that talented. But people is not giving him that superstar status yet. So he is undervalued. Going to Cleveland, they undervalued that. Pairing up with Garland, they have a problem. Nobody's going to be able to stop that back. Nobody. They, name a team in the NBA you think that's going to be able to stop that. It ain't going to happen. I, I am a fan of Donovan Mitchell. I think he is a superstar. I think he was getting shortchanged in Utah, you know, being t um, the, way they, the way they ran their system and put the ball in his hand for the most part and, like, you know, go and go for it. He got a legitimate star right next to him. I'm telling y'all, I think Cleveland is going to be a problem. And I think Cleveland is going to be a problem to the big boys in the East when you come down to the Boston Celtics or the Milwaukee Bucks. And I think the Milwaukee Bucks probably the best team, but I think Cleveland will get them a problem. So I'm agreeing with you, Cuzzo. They is the most underrated team in the NBA right now. And you got to understand when you add in a superstar, for them to come out early, they're going to get better as they learn to play with one another. Normally, when you pair a superstar, Darius Garland was out. He was out. Yeah. He just played. Yeah. He just came back. It takes a while. Nah, Donovan Mitchell feels like he's been there for two years. He's flowing like yo, I'm this dude. I I, I see it resonating and them getting better every month the NBA season go on and by the end of it I think they might be the second best team in the East behind Milwaukee now 
I know Zay got a lot to say about that. I see his face. I'm gonna let him get in here in a couple of minutes. You, you, you made a very interesting point that I agree with as well. It's a full moon. We agreeing a lot today. Yeah. What I would say is that um you talked about Donovan Mitchell and guys not really believing that he's a superstar yet. They believe yeah. he's a star, but yeah. not a superstar. And we all know superstars and stars are two different things, two right? Different things. Now, where would you put Donovan Mitchell, because he moved from the rest of the East. A lot of people, consensus will say the East has the majority of the talent now. It has shifted from the rest of the East. Where would you rank Donovan Mitchell when you talk about players in the Eastern Conference? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but can you do your best to try to rank him? Where does he fit in the echelon when it comes to the Eastern Conference players? Man, that's rough. That is rough. Um, Off the rip, if I try to run it down really fast, you know, Giannis and KD, you just push them to the side, right? I'll pit Tatum over him, and then I might stop right there. No disrespect to Joel Embiid, no disrespect to uh, Harden, Kyrie. Uh, I- I'll probably stop right there. And I mean, what I mean is you can have a healthy debate with anybody else. With anybody else in the East, you can have a healthy debate with Donovan Mitchell. Take out those Jalen Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown or no, Mitchell? No, I- I'm... T- I- I- Jalen Brown or Donovan Mitchell? I'm taking Donovan yeah. Mitchell. I'm taking Donovan Mitchell. Zay, Jalen Brown or Donovan Mitchell? Hey, listen, man. I'm taking Donovan Mitchell, but um, Donovan Mitchell's not a top five in the Eastern Conference uh, as a player. You know, shooting guard, you could say a different story. You know, he's definitely going to be like top three, top two, top three, depending on how you have that list. Right. Um, guards in general, he's probably top five, maybe a little less than top five if you look at what the rest of the Eastern Conference is doing. Um, cause you talk about Kyrie Irving, you talk about Trey, um, Trey Youngs, you talk about, um, you know, Jalen Brown, uh, if Chris Middleton's healthy, where do you put him? Um, you talk about how Gary Trent Jr. has been playing. You talk about, like you said, James Harden prior. You talk about what Tyrese Maxey's doing this season. So you talk about, there's a lot of different factors that go into like what the, where he's at, but he's playing, he's playing great basketball. Donovan Mitchell is lighting it up for Cleveland right now. That's no question about it. It's about what's going to happen when the season goes into like midway. You know, where, where's the Cleveland team going to be? Because they don't have a sustainable bench. You know, their their play is premised off who's going to get hot. You know, we they have to bank on, like, let's say for instance, that Knicks game, right? If Kevin Love never got hot, if Kevin Love was shooting, let's say he had 15 points instead of the 26, 27 he had, the Cavs not winning that game. You know, it, the, the game's already taken away from them. No matter what Donovan Mitchell did, Donovan Mitchell could have had 50. But Kevin Love's contribution was the reason why they won, right? Now, Donovan Mitchell gets 50 points, but the rest of the team is not scoring. You know, Darius Garland's cold. Jared Allen's cold. Mobley's cold. They're not winning games because the rest of the team is not contributing to their win. It's going to be Donovan Mitchell going for 50 and the rest of the Cavs going for 47. You can't you can't win with 97 points in the game. It doesn't work like that. So you can have the guy who can make all the big shots, but we don't have the system and the role players to make consistent buckets, the putback layups, the little quick shots over here, the, the, um, the little mid-range jumpers. That's where this team falters for me when it gets midway through the season. When you talk about the top six to the Eastern Conference, remember my list before? I had Bucks, I had Raptors, I had um Boston Celtics, I had Miami, Philly, and the Nets. Right as the top six teams, I think those teams because they have assets, they have the guys when they're healthy and ready to go, will push them to that top six echelon. I think the Cavaliers will falter because last year, if we remember, once Jared Allen went out the Cavaliers started diminishing as a team, not because they didn't have talent. It's because they didn't have a consistent guy to score the buckets to do what they need to do on a, on a basis, right? Now that they got Donovan Mitchell, let's say if Evan Mobley goes out, who's going to replace Mobley? They don't got no more seven-footers when they got rid of marketing. 
They got rid of all. Um, I mean, Kevin Love could play, but is he going to start or is he going to do the, the consistent 20, 25 minutes that he does off the bench? So the Cavaliers for me is where I don't know how I feel moving forward. Like the Bucks right now are 7 0. I don't see them going 25 and 0, 30 and 0, but they're winning games right now. And without Chris Middleton, their second best player. You know, we see the um the Wizards 4 and 4 right now. That looks great. Are they going to be, you know, 20 and, and, and 10 by the next couple of weeks? I don't know because everything looks great early on in the season because everyone has fresh legs. Right. When everyone starts to get tired and guys are, are starting to get a little winded during that middle of the season. I want to see where this team is going to be because the Cavaliers, they have talent, but do they have consistency, which I didn't see last year once Jared Allen went out. Right, right. Real quickly Man. here. Yeah, can I jump again? Because you got to do it. Real quickly here. I just want to throw a few names at y'all right now, right? Because Cuzzle started a debate within the debate. Wizards, Bradley Bill or Donovan Mitchell, who you taking? Both of y'all Don can answer. Donovan Mitchell. Zay? Repeat that last one one more time. Bradley Bill or Donovan Mitchell, who you taking? Uh they're very close. They're both very high. They're high, they're both high volume scorers. Um I'll go Donovan Mitchell. I feel like he has a little more tool. He has more shiftiness to his game. Box. I, I feel like Bradley Bill's more of a like he's more of a he shoot it over you kind of guy. Yep. Jimmy Butler or Donovan Mitchell? I'm Say going Jimmy. I'm going Jimmy. That's a tough one. That's the, and I had that in my head. But I'm gonna be honest with y'all. The way Jimmy Butler performs in the playoffs, I'll probably take Jimmy Butler. I'm just being real. No, I agree with yeah. I agree with that in the playoffs for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, basically those are the guys: Trey Young or Donovan Mitchell. <sighs> that's another one, man. That's I'm going that, Trey Young. That's another one that I I would have. And, and, and this is what I was saying when I was saying after I named those three big guys out of it, right? You can have a healthy debate. I'm not saying definitively he's better than these players. I just say you could pit him in the mix of them. Because him and Trey Young, that's real close. I got you, Zay. I'm going Trey Young, too. So I'm not trying to be Me funny. Too. You're right about that. I'm going Trey Young, though. I agree with y'all. I'm going Trey Young, too. So that's why I wanted to bring that up. Because, Cuzzo, even though I know you made yourself very clear that you would put, them, put him in the discussion after the top four or top right. three, that's why I wanted to have that discussion. Because it's yeah, very... Curious. I, I, I agree with that. That's what I. That's why I said it that way, because because I, I was trying to say like, take them out of the equation. You can really have a healthy debate now. It's it ain't as we we saying these players are better, but it's really close. But this could be a defining season for Donovan Mitchell for us to look at him differently. Okay, so what I've what I've seen for Donovan Mitchell, this will piggyback on some of the stuff that Zay was saying. Listen, Donovan Mitchell led a team in Utah to the best record in the league. So he's shown that he can show you that he can play all season like this. Okay. He got a legitimate all-star backcourt partner. Okay. Trust me when I tell you, I think they, they're going to be flowing. And really quick, I, he named off his top six teams. Let me just give y'all my top teams in the East. Milwaukee guarantee. Okay. My second best team that I think is going to be in the East this year. I had Atlanta. Okay. Third, I had Cleveland. Fourth, I had Toronto. Fifth, I had Miami. Sixth, I had Brooklyn. I got two more guys for y'all, and then we done. Embiid, I know because of answer this partially. Zay, Embiid or Donovan Mitchell? Who you taking? Oh, Joel Embiid. I'm going to be honest I'm with y'all. I'm not. Um, I'm taking Donovan Mitchell. Um, and the reason, and it's not just because of the injury aspect of it, right? It's just not. 
because Donovan Mitchell can go get a bucket. Joel Joel Embiid needs somebody to help him go get that bucket. I just would take Donovan Mitchell over Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid didn't show me nothing, never, yet, in the play. Maybe Donovan Mitchell, too. You can't get out second round. I just think that Joel Embiid had better teams to get out of the second round than Donovan Mitchell. I partially agree with Zay there. I'm taking the big fella Embiid um, because he knows how to effectively dominate the game in multitude of ways. So I'm going with Joel Embiid there. Um, one more, I thought. One more and then we done. DeMar DeRozan or Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell. I agree. Oh. I agree over it. I'm going, I'm going Donovan Mitchell on that one. We're going to have to go Donovan Mitchell, but it, that's tough because DeMar DeRozan really does it all. Play make, plays defense. <laughs> He, he does it all. That's that's tough though. That's, that's, that's you know what's crazy. I think we should revisit this conversation close to the All Star All Star break because Yo. it's gonna be one of those situations. It's gonna be one of those situations when a Bulls and Imagine. a Cavaliers are gonna have similar records, and you're gonna see the yep. difference because Demar Derozan when Zach um Levine's out, Demar Derozan carries that Bulls team to victory. You know what though? I want to revisit this in close to All Star break as well. I think we're gonna see a lot of different things. Definitely. So look out for that, ladies and gentlemen. Because these conversations is only going to get bigger and more debatier. If that's uh, even a word. Debatier, word, right? debater, right? I don't care about the word. It's going down, and that's the word. Anyway, when we come back from the break, we got to give y'all a take for 99 cents. Oh, keep it locked.